welcome to Hitting Play, the podcast where we review, analyze, and discuss shows, movies, and other curiosities. I am Scott, and joining me is a former Best Buy employee, Lily. Lily, welcome back to the show. It's been a while. Yeah, what an uh, what an intro there. <laughs> For my retail talents, you'll use me. Yeah, were you ever employee of the month? Uh, no. No, no. but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> do they do that there? They do, like, uh, salesmen of the month in different categories like if you conned the most people into credit cards (laughs) uh or made the most uh money for them per hour i never did that because i'm not a terrible person so they don't call it salesperson of the month it's salesman (laughs) uh well they had like their own extravagant titles like oh, I see. It, it was an award. You were you got an award every month if you did top revenue per hour award. <laughs> Something silly along those lines. Wow. Yeah. It was a <laughs> it was a job. <laughs> well, we'll learn a lot about Best Buy in this episode. Yes, I have plenty of uh, tales to regale you with. Well, this week we watched one of the funniest shows on television today, a documentary-style comedy about one business school grad's attempt to help struggling small business owners, the hilarious Nathan For You. The uh, episode that we watched was entitled Electronic Store. It was the first episode of Season 3, and it aired on Comedy Central October fifteenth, 2015. Now, if you want to follow along, this episode is actually free on iTunes at the time that we're recording this, but I believe it's also available on Hulu Plus. Is that right, Lily? Yeah, that's how I watched it. All right, cool. So definitely check it out and check out some other episodes there as well. So before we begin, what was your experience with the show going into it? It's, uh, I think it's hilarious, but it's almost cringeworthy when it's very uncomfortable comedy. Um <laughs> It reminds me of, like, I know we were talking about this the other day, the uh, Robert California episodes of The Office, where the, the humor is just, like, it's there, but it's these uncomfortable circumstances. But I really love the idea of it. It's, it's such a satire of commercialism. It was very refreshing to see a familiar store. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> Featured in the episode. <laughs> Especially at one one uh, instance in the show where we meet uh, an employee of Best Buy. Yes. But his uh, loony business ideas are prop- they're they're amazing. They're great. Yeah. It's it's such a great show. Now ha- you hadn't seen much of the show going into it though. Uh, not at all. I'd seen bits and pieces of different episodes just in my existence, but after watching this episode, I definitely want to go back and watch more. I did watch the pilot episode. A little bit of a background, but not much. Which is a great episode that everybody should watch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it involves uh, poo-flavored frozen yogurt and <laughs> miniature free pizzas. So that's all you need to know about that episode. Go watch it. Uh, yeah, for me, uh, I had first heard of Nathan Fielder on the uh, comedy radio show out of Calgary, Am I Right? They uh, They did an interview with him. That was pretty funny, and it's still available to download on iTunes if anybody's interested in listening to it. But I I was immediately sold on the concept of the show. I just thought it was so funny. Uh, He was talking about some of the upcoming episodes for that first season, and uh, I assumed that this would only be broadcast in Canada, you know, because it was the first time I had ever heard of this show. But to my surprise, shortly thereafter, we started seeing promos 
on uh, Comedy Central for it. So uh, it was great. I didn't realize that uh, this was going to be something in the States as well. So it's just so funny. Yeah. Um, apparently the show was based off of like a sketch he did in the Canadian news satire series. This hour has 22 minutes. Yeah. So that's a little bit of trivia for you there. Yeah, and uh, he was on that show, and then he was also on a couple of Comedy Central shows. I think he he wrote for uh, Important Things with Dimitri Martin, which was like a sketch show yeah. w- com- with comedian Dimitri Martin. He was also on John Benjamin Has a Van, which uh, <laughs> was a very funny show, very strange. And also his uh, one of his co-stars on that show, uh, Leo Allen, also writes for Nathan For You Now. And John Benjamin appeared in one of the episodes, too. It might have been the first episode. Yeah, it was a pilot uh, episode. <laughs> that was pretty fun. Oh, that was the one he was talking in Nathan's ear? Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's so great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So we should probably get into this episode. There's a, there's a lot going on here. Now, in most of these episodes, we'll see either two or three business concepts that Nathan has, a couple of different segments, but some have just one. And this was one of the episodes to feature one concept, because there's uh, a lot to it. Yeah, there is. quite It's quite an escapade here. Very, very complex. It was a, a great season opener. I remember yeah, Nathan Fielder is also a, a caller semi-frequently to the best show with Tom Sharpling. And he called around the time of the season premiere and the season finale just to talk about these episodes. And yeah, it's just everyone just found these so hilarious, especially Tom. And uh, the season finale for season three is so, like, if you thought this was elaborate, wait till you see the finale. It's incredible. I was uh, reading an article about his production process and some of these episodes individually take uh, six months to film and edit and everything like that. When Comedy Central uh, initially re-upped him for a second season, they wanted him to do 10 episodes, but he actually said, no, I would rather do eight because he puts so much of himself into the making of each individual episode. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, you can definitely see it. I mean, so much work goes into these. I know. I, it's, it's crazy. We should, uh, we should get into this here. Yes. Yes. This is a... Quite the complex <laughs> episode. You wonder how they come up with these concepts step by step the way they do, but it's it's just amazing. So for this episode, we open with an introduction to a man named Alan, and he's the manager of a store called Spears TV. It's an electronic store that's been operating in South Pasadena, California for 60 years. But as Nathan explains, ever since Best Buy moved in only minutes away, he hasn't been able to keep up, especially with their aggressive price matching policy. So I do have experience with this very <laughs> policy. And I initially, when I watched this episode, had problems with the whole concept because when I worked for Best Buy, there was a preset list of businesses that they considered their competitors mm-hmm. and a business like this guy's TV place, would not have been on the list. So if I wasn't allowed to give a price match, guarantee if the business wasn't on a pre-existing database. Oh. I don't know what the basis for it was, but yeah, I wasn't surprised at the outcome they had later in the show, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. Now, I think even Nathan tried to make the case that it was within 25 miles. Was there anything like that for our local Best Buy? No, no, it's, 
mainly online competitors was a lot of the database and they were fairly well known like you could price match with Amazon or if it was listed on like Barnes and Noble or something you didn't really see too many like mom and pop shop kind of businesses on that actual database huh so there were some local businesses on there oh none local no not none local at all no huh. mainly like big chain type of stores very interesting well it might, might vary store to store or state to state anyway but that's uh, yeah it's kind of kind of interesting as we as we go along we'll see that uh, they might not be uh, pretty solid with their price matching policy anyway yeah and uh, as alan goes on to tell nathan yeah this price matching policy very very bad for small businesses yeah i mean i can only imagine best buy itself is having trouble competing with online um sellers like amazon so i can only imagine what it's like for small businesses so as we see in in all of these episodes we we get an animation of nathan's plan these cartoons are often pretty funny and uh (laughs) he explains what he's going to do in this we see that best buy's price matching policy is to match all local retail competitors including their online prices but if spears tv lowers their price to next to nothing as we'll see it's one dollar According to Best Buy's own price matching policy, they would have to match that price, giving Alan a short window of time to buy up all of their inventory and sell those TVs at his store for any price he wants. So the plan is to use Best Buy's own price matching policy against them to get Spears TV (laughs) an unlimited supply of $1 televisions. It's an ingenious plan if Best Buy were to honor their price match guarantee. But I guess it's 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 up to them what they consider to be a business that's competing with them. Yeah, they leave it up kind of to their own discretion. And that's yeah. re- there's really no loophole to exploit at that point. Unfortunately not. <laughs> now, Alan was approached with this plan now. And he seems a little hesitant at first, but he agrees. You know, that's a good idea. Uh, Nathan asks if he has any commitments at home that will take him away from this plan. We'll see throughout this episode. Uh, Nathan often focuses on people's personal lives like this, uh, or he'll bring out his own personal life. And, uh, you know, Alan tells him he's, you know, he doesn't have any commitments at home. He's single. And, you know, Nathan reveals, yeah, I'm single as well. And uh, it's just kind of strange. (laughs) You know, our descriptions of these conversations certainly do not do them justice. Nathan does such an amazing job interacting with these people. Yeah, I mean, that's essentially what the show is. It's these interactions um, between Nathan and whoever he's with or conversing with or interviewing. So it made me really wonder. I'm like, is this whole show staged? This is ridiculous. (laughs) Um, So I did do a little bit of poking around and... The sh- there are some aspects of the show that are written. Yeah. Th- there, There is an outline written for the show um, that tries to predict what a normal person would say in the situation that Nathan puts them in. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's almost entirely improv besides that. Like, if someone doesn't say something that's according to their outline, Nathan just kind of has to roll with it. If you, uh, If anybody goes back and listens to that Am I Right? interview they kind of ask him about that and nathan talks about i won't reveal it but there's one episode in the first season about a man that owns a gas station that's a hilarious episode the premise is that the gas is like extremely cheap but it's after rebate 
And the only place to submit your rebate form is on top of a mountain. <laughs> so you have to like meet up with Nathan and go on this like hiking expedition. And as you go up, there's different stages to the challenge anyway that eliminate people. I won't give too much away. But at the end, he has this conversation with this guy that takes such a strange turn. And as he talked to uh, Evan and Jesse at Am I Right, it's, no, that was entirely real. And it really surprised him. But yeah, Nathan is, is such a pro with this stuff. He just goes along with it and not afraid to ask, you know, to for people to explain further and uh, not afraid to put people on the spot and make them feel uncomfortable. And it just, uh, it lends to that, uh, that cringeworthiness that you were talking about. It's so oh, great. Because yeah. yeah, it's like when there are social cues people give when they're uncomfortable and it's like Nathan just attacks them. <laughs> oh, yeah. So now they picked a model of television in the store to drop to $1 in price. And the one that they picked is actually a 50-inch Samsung 4K LED TV. Mm. And, uh, yeah, very nice television. I'm not sure what that retails for, but... Uh... Uh, about 15 I believe. At least when I was watching the episode, I'm pretty sure it said 14 Right now that same TV is probably like 1000 Okay. From what I remember... From our TV prices. <laughs> oh, God. I said R. <laughs> from there, their TV You're prices. You're still a part of the family. <laughs> I know. Forever unclean. <laughs> this, uh, the flyer had March on it, so I believe that was filmed March 2015. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. But it's more than that. Oh, it's definitely over $1,000 television. Yeah. Either way. So next we see Nathan hard at work. He's very hands-on at every step of this. He's with the graphic designer and he's working on the brand new flyer for Spears TV featuring that $1 Samsung television. Now Nathan knows that plenty of bargain hunters are going to line up in front of the store once these flyers go out. So he puts some plans into effect to dissuade them from buying the televisions. So we see, we see what these plans are. First, he puts a sign on the wall featuring the store's dress code. And it says, formal attire, tie, Standard or bow, pocket square, no sneakers or flip-flops. <laughs> Second, he had all of the $1 TVs moved to the back of the store and had a new wall constructed in front of them featuring a tiny two-foot-tall door. <laughs> and if that wasn't enough, between the door and the TVs, he added a live alligator, which, according to Nathan, will hopefully make customers reconsider their decision to take advantage of the great offer. <laughs> Oh my god. I wish someone would have seen the alligator and gone for the television. Unfortunately, this is not the case. No, no. In fact, when they bring the alligator there, you could see its mouth was kind of taped up. Yep. But that's not the case once it's let go in the in this little room. Oh no. It's it's not the largest alligator that I've ever seen from my days of watching uh The Crocodile Hunter. Yeah. But it's you know, <laughs> It doesn't have to be very big to tear a limb off. So. Oh, no, this is big enough. This was like, it looked like it was at least six feet. Yeah. It'll bite you. It'll leave a good mark. Yeah. So with those measures now enacted, Nathan moves on to the next phase of the plan, which is buying Best Buy's price-matched $1 TVs. So according to Best Buy's policy, only one person could buy one TV at a time. So to maximize his ability to buy televisions... We see Nathan put out an ad on Craigslist to help recruit a team of people to make purchases. Craigslist comes up uh, quite frequently in the show. It's an invaluable tool to the staff, it seems. <laughs> and uh, the, the Craigslist ad just said, do you like buying things? I need a team of experienced buyers of things to help me make purchases. Please reply with the following. Your name, email slash phone number. 
and why you're good at buying things. <laughs> and then uh, the scenes to follow is a montage of interview footage from these <laughs> poor people. <laughs> Yeah, he got six people to to uh, respond to the to the advertisement. So that's a pretty good number there. Yeah, it. Uh, I, I, what made them want to do this? I have no idea. I'm not sure uh, if they got anything out of it because Nathan makes it very clear. You know, you're gonna buy this for me. You don't get to keep these televisions. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe just the uh, lure of the television show. I because they had to have known they were being filmed for a show. Well, now with all that settled. He begins distributing flyers around the area, including dropping them into mailboxes and putting them on people's windshields. I guess for the flyer to be real, for the, the advertisement to be real, it has to be distributed within a certain radius. So that's what they did. They, they littered the area with these flyers. And we now next cut to the morning of the big promotion. And there are already a group of people gathered there in front of Spears TV before they open. I think it's actually one family, it seems. Yeah, just one family. <laughs> but but there's uh, there's got to be, what, five, six people, maybe? Yeah. So at the same time, Nathan mobilizes his team of buyers and gets them ready to present the Spears TV flyers at the local Best Buy. And he gives each of them the dollar they will need. That's it. <laughs> and he sends them off in the van. <laughs> this is like wad of ones that he just kind of like peels off. Yeah. <laughs> Reminds me of like going on a field trip at school. <laughs> Here's your lunch money. Now, meanwhile, back at Spears TV now, Nathan stays behind with Alan to make sure that none of those discounted televisions get sold. And both of them are ready for the event. We see that they're both wearing tuxedos. They're following their own new dress code. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Alan unlocks the front door and the group piles in. And we see that Nathan kind of has a velvet rope set up around the, <laughs> the where the door opens. And Nathan stands behind it. And uh, I love Nathan's reaction to the people. He's just kind of confused and asks if he can help them. <laughs> <laughs> he's just kind of pretending that he's not really sure why they even entered the store. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and one of the guys there, he's like, you know, we're here for the TVs. And Nathan points out that the dress code sign on the wall says that, you know, they need to be in formal attire. And they kind of argue with him for a while because it's not, you know, it's not in the flyer or anything. And uh, Nathan, to be fair, gives them a list of tuxedo rental places in the area that they can use to re-enter the store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To, what do you say? To show that the they still care about the customer? Yeah. That they're not going to turn a blind eye or something? <laughs> and then just kind of to insult them on the way out, he tells them, you know, they seem like nice people, but letting them in would be unfair to the other customers that choose to dress decent. <laughs> it just the yeah. stares he got from that family was just hilarious uh, and renting a tuxedo is not cheap i would imagine no no not at all so they they eventually leave and in voiceover nathan tells us that the plan seems to be working and 30 minutes after opening not one dollar tv has been sold and we see a montage of other customers entering the store and also being asked to leave because they are not in that formal attire <laughs> I wonder what happens after Nathan does this to a business because now they have this reputation. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. How do you recover from that? <laughs> it might bring some publicity, especially to to this guy. That's true, poor guy. Which brings me I just a quick aside. Mm -hmm. In my research, uh 
on Nathan Fielder. Do you remember Dumb Starbucks? Oh, of course. Dumb Starbucks was a, an awesome episode from season two. Is that on Hulu Plus as well? All of the, every episode is on Hulu. Okay, yeah, definitely, if you're listening, watch that episode. I did not actually know, I knew of this before uh, I watched this show, but I didn't know it was linked to Nathan Fielder. Oh. <laughs> so I was very uh, interested to learn that it was it was all him and nobody knew that it was him. I read an article of uh, someone who was there said it was like a mini cultural gathering. Uh, people started to sell rip-off dumb Starbucks merchandise outside the store. There were indie <laughs> bands that came and played songs outside the store. <laughs> um, unfortunately, the store only lasted 72 hours or what have you because of uh, Nathan's permits, I guess, yeah. were up to speed with uh, the health inspector um standard yeah if you're gonna open up anything any place that serves food or anything like that you have to make sure all the permits are in order you can't just kind of rent a space in a strip mall and sir even if it's coffee and desserts it's it's still all subject to those permits unfortunately but that's a it's such a great episode when that story first came out i had heard about it for a little while then i heard nathan fielder was attached to it so I was kind of waiting for that episode to come out because it, it's just, uh, you knew it was going to be such a big deal. Uh, this is like one of the few times Nathan has captured the the country's attention, actually the world's attention, if you see that episode, became an international story. But there was a, a lot of different things like, um, yeah, Hero Pig Saves Goat, where he staged a viral video that ended up being on the nightly news and um, Brian Williams was <laughs> showing it and on the Today Show and all these news outlets picked it up because it was such a like an adorable video. It's <laughs> so much work went into that. That that's a great episode. But that dumb Starbucks, everyone thought it was just like this amazing counterculture art exhibition. People yeah. were all excited <laughs> thinking it was Banksy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if we explained what it actually is, but Dumb Starbucks, basically Nathan Fielder wanted to make a coffee store have a brand without stealing a brand. So there was a legal loophole he found <laughs> where you could steal Starbucks brand as long as you put the word dumb in front of it, therefore making it a parody. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not a direct copy. It's a parody. It's art. Yeah. <laughs> And there's, yeah. there's so many other funny... Because originally it was going to help this one small cafe owner. And eventually the guy seemed a little hesitant. And Nathan eventually cut ties with him. And it involved a, a very funny interaction with a lawyer that Nathan ended up using. And uh, it's it's so funny. And not to give anything away because there, there's so much to that episode. But that that's definitely uh, a highlight of season two. And a highlight of the series. Yeah, I mean, if I was, if I knew about it before I even knew about this show, then that says something. Yeah, and th there's another thing in season three. Uh, Nathan starts a a weight loss craze, I guess you could say. Uh, he it's called the movement, and it's about how just moving boxes without actually going to a gym can help you lose weight. <laughs> and it was all a scheme to get free labor uh, for a moving company. <laughs> And it actually involved a book being written, which you can still buy on Amazon. Oh, yeah. Didn't it make, like, Amazon bestseller list or something? It did. It did. And read some of the reviews if you get a chance. It is hilarious. Oh, my God. <laughs> I absolutely will do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, pl- plenty of great stuff in this in this show, which has been picked up for a fourth season. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, so there's already three seasons and uh, a fourth one to come. So I, I look forward to seeing what else is in store. So just going back to the episode now, we cut to Best Buy and we see Nathan's team of buyers. They they've entered the store. They're now just beginning to select that model of TV for purchase. And back at Spears TV, Nathan is surprised to see that actually one man from that first group, that family that was waiting in front of the store, has returned wearing a rented tuxedo. And like you said, it, it probably, you know, cost a lot to rent a tuxedo, but compared to, you know, a $1,500 TV, you know, why not? Overall, he probably figured, out oh, I'm going to save anyway, so might as well. Yeah. <laughs> so completely reasonable assumption sure <laughs> so now nathan leads him over to the one dollar tv room and uh hoping that you know he'll be discouraged by the other roadblocks ahead he tells them that the televisions are behind that tiny door now marked premium tv section <laughs> <laughs> and the guy's like oh, okay and he crawls through only to find that behind the next door is that live alligator and <laughs> He almost contemplates going for it, it seems. He's he's staring at it for a while. Yeah. Yeah, All he's like, hmm, okay. <laughs> and then decides, probably for the best, that it's not worth his life. <laughs> no. <laughs> or a limb. <laughs> yeah, it's not, not quite like Pitfall. You can't really jump on the thing's head. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> so he eventually leaves. And uh, we, we also see, you know, some other customers who... Uh, who comes in. One lady screams when she sees the alligator. <laughs> yeah, just shrieks. <laughs> now back at Best Buy again, Nathan's team of buyers, they're finding out that their price match to Spears TV promotion will not be honored. The Best Buy employees felt as though, I guess, the Spears TV flyer was maybe a mistake because that, you know, sure, that happens quite a bit, especially with print ads. And uh, they felt that that was not the actual price back at the store. Yeah. See, now I notice when they were bringing this flyer in, there was about seven Best Buy employees standing around this one person looking at the ad, trying to figure out what to do, how to proceed. This is exactly what would happen at my store if anything was amiss. Yeah. If you, I mean, we had our little radios. It'd be like, hey, I need a help over here. You know, this lady wants to price match this case. And one manager would come. And then another manager would come. And then before you know it, I have like three other salespeople and three managers standing around me fighting over how to proceed with this customer. (laughs) Because one person just was not enough to answer this (laughs) question. So what is it, kind of a chain of command thing where... Oh, yeah. There was a general manager who was like the top guy for the whole store. And then there was manager of sales, manager of warehouse. There was under that um, people tasked to different departments. So manager of uh, mobile, of computers, um, (laughs) of lifestyles, which is what I was in. Okay. um, And uh, the home theater section. And then you finally had all the salespeople. So. so who gets to make the final say uh, as far as honoring a price match? The general manager, if you can get a hold of them. <laughs> and, you know. If they're not out back smoking or something? Yeah, if they're not, like, on a, taking a personal call or <laughs> 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 trying to do everything at once. So 
Now, when you were at Best Buy, I have a question about Best Buy employees. Uh, <laughs> I have a friend that worked at the Samsung Enclave that's kind of like in the middle of the store. Yes. Which, if you notice, I don't know if it's the same for all Best Buys, but Samsung kind of has this like autonomously ruled region within the center of the store with a different color carpeting and the employees wearing a different color blue shirt. Yep. And I was like, oh, I didn't know you worked at Best Buy. And he was like, I don't. He's like, I work, right. I work for Samsung. I'm like, what? You know, in the middle of the store, he's like, yeah, Samsung owns like this little, it's like a store without walls within the middle of the store. Yeah, and you know they can't even make sales. They can't sell the product. They have to get us when they want to sell something. Really? Really. Oh, wow. So Samsung pays to have, like, this, I don't know, probably 12 by 12 foot showroom of strictly Samsung products. You're not allowed to bring any other brand products in that area of the store. (laughs) I'm serious. It's very strict. Yeah. Um, And the Samsung people cannot do the opposite they they can't go into the other areas of the store and try to sell other products they have to get a best buy salesperson to do that and to actually ring out the sale oh that's funny yeah now he told me that they after hours the best buy employees have like employee activities like they'll put a movie on on the big screen or they'll play video games on the big screens and stuff well when I was there, this never happened. There was always talk of, like, employee bonding session, here's this special activity night. Okay. I'm sure that they did happen, just unfortunately not the summer that I worked there. That stinks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I wanted to know if any of that was true, if they actually did watch movies on those big screens that are often in oh, the yeah. back of those stores. Yeah. They, they definitely did. Just probably not as frequently. As you would like to hope <laughs> as an employee. <laughs> All right, just going back to the show, we got a little sidetracked there. You know, the, these this team of buyers now, they're, they're saying that it, it can't be the correct flyer. That can't be what a store is advertising it for. So they're, they're rejected. You know, their price matching policy would not be honored. So Nathan kind of gets upset by this, and he decides to go on his own to see exactly what the problem is. So Nathan picks out the Samsung. He... You know, brings it all the way over to the counter, uh, telling them that he has a price match for this model of television. And now the employees have seen this already a couple of times, and they tell him right off the bat, they don't price match Spears TV. They are not a local competitor, which is is a kind of kind of a strange way to phrase it because Nathan shows them that no, Spears TV is within twenty five miles of the store, which might be written in some policy, some definition of local competitor. I don't know. But they tell Nathan there's no way anybody is going to price match the TV no matter what company you go to. Yeah, I mean... I believe that. It could be. Yeah. It could also be that a sales... You're up to the salesperson's discretion. Somebody's not going to give up a $1,500 sale just because you have a piece of paper that says that it's a dollar somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I mean, if I could tell that someone was going to be a difficult customer, I would do everything in my power to avoid them asking me anything. <laughs> Sometimes I would just be like, oh, no, yeah, we don't have that in stock. I'm sorry. Really? <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Okay, well, this is good for anyone listening. How to, how to get yeah. what you need at Best Buy. 
Yeah, don't ask me. But I don't <laughs> work there anymore, so it's not a problem. So now you can spill these secrets. Yeah, now I can uh, give you all the juicy details. <laughs> <laughs> so now, after much debating and negotiating, Nathan eventually tells them that he's going to count to three. And after that, he's going to leave. And they're like, no, no, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and so he does it, he counts to three, and they, they let him leave. So as Nathan drives away, he tells us in voiceover that being treated like this is not something that they should take lying down. And the next day, Nathan returns to Spears TV with a little adjustment to their original plan. Nathan tells Alan that he's so sick of these big companies like Best Buy and Enron thinking that the rules don't <laughs> apply to them. <laughs> and, uh, and Alan agrees. So Nathan reveals that he's decided to file a class action lawsuit against Best Buy on Alan's behalf, which uh, that was cracking me up. He's going to do this on behalf of Alan. Yeah, yeah. And now we cut to commercial. So at this point, the show takes a commercial break. So why don't we take this opportunity to take a commercial break ourselves? We will pay some bills and we will be right back. Got milk? Eggs? Flour? Sugar? Then what are you doing? Make a cake. Paid for by the National Cake Council. And we're back. So when we return, we see Alan ask Nathan what this lawsuit will entail. And Nathan tells him that he's really not sure at this point. But they'll figure it out together. And they have time. Because remember, Alan has no love life. <laughs> so it's like reminding him of that. No, you know. Alan agrees that, you know, this is his only way of making money and he would not want to jeopardize that. He's concerned that Best Buy might have better lawyers and, and more money to spend on lawyers. And in voiceover, Nathan tells us that he would feel terrible if Alan ended up broke. But according to his research, suing is the only way that he'll be able to secure these TVs from Best Buy. And, and as we get a look at Nathan's office, we see that his research is basically him looking it up on Wikipedia. Yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> All the research he does in the show is Wikipedia. <laughs> and uh, a lot of these episodes, you know, involve Nathan's office, which is, it's like he has a, a Wayne Gretzky poster in the back <laughs> featuring that, that quote about 100% of the shots you don't take don't go in. Mm -hmm. And uh, on the shelf, he has one of those Hoberman Sphere toys, you know, those brightly colored things that expand. Oh, yes. Yeah, Which I, th I had one. I think Michael Scott has one in the office, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he does. But as he continues to look on Wikipedia now, he comes across a surefire way to protect Alan during litigation. And this was a turn in the episode I certainly did not see coming. <laughs> oh my god, this is my favorite part of the whole episode. The insanity defense. So Nathan explains further that if Alan were declared clinically insane... Best Buy would not be able to come after him for anything. But, you know, it has to be real. It has to be certified. So to make sure that Alan is declared clinically insane, Nathan now sets up an appointment for him with a clinical psychologist. <laughs> <laughs> so Alan was told that this is just, you know, a routine checkup for insurance purposes for the show. And Alan has no problem complying. Now, before Alan enters the room now, Nathan meets with this psychologist to tell her that he's very concerned about his friend Alan. <laughs> <laughs> and he tells her that, you know, Alan believes he's the manager of an electronics store and that he's been working there for the past 15 years. 
And uh, he also warns her that, uh, as she'll see, Alan has quite the imagination. <laughs> oh, it's so great. And then the the uh, analysis just goes on where Alan's like, oh, yeah, there's this little red door with an alligator on the other side because we had to sell TVs for a dollar. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it starts off with, you know, she's prepared to meet this guy that has delusions of working on an electronics store. I don't know if Nathan said that he does or doesn't. I don't think he does. I think he just says, you know, he thinks he does. So yeah. she asks him about it, and he's like, oh, yeah, I've worked at Spears TV for 15 years, blah, blah, blah. But then Nathan says, why don't you tell her about the alligator? <laughs> and that's when he, <laughs> like you said, begins to tell her about the plan uh, that Nathan came up with. And uh, so he's talking about the little door and the alligator, and, and she's just looking at him, taking notes. Like, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she didn't... <laughs> She, the look on her face got gradually more and more concerned. Uh, oh my god. She just kept saying, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Alan uh, talks about uh, how they would have to have a nice suit and tie and nice shoes. And she's just replying like, oh, how interesting. <laughs> I really hope that that wasn't staged. Oh, I no, really I can't hope. imagine it was. Some of the reaction from real people is so genuine. I can't imagine that that would be staged. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm very hope. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I think they, they get the genuine reactions, and maybe afterwards, after all is said and done, they'll talk to them about it, and because they have to sign releases too, so they might be uh, lit in a little bit on it after the footage is shot. But this sequence is just so great. Uh, after the psychologist was done with Alan. Nathan excuses him from the room so he could find out exactly what she thought. And she's like telling him flat out, he, he's not rooted in reality. <laughs> yeah. She, she's convinced with these, these stories of the alligators and the little doors. <laughs> she tells Nathan she sees evidence of psychosis and delusion. <laughs> I lost it when she said psychosis. <laughs> uh. So right away, Nathan's like, can I get that in writing? <laughs> and she happily complies. And who knew you could actually just do this for a stranger? Like, hey, can I get that in writing that this person is insane? Yeah, sure. Like, he has no family connection or anything. But no, she uh, gave him all the uh, information he needed and the certification he needed to declare him clinically insane. Which I don't know how this would ha help him in a trial against Best Buy for their unfair treatment and not honoring the price match policy. I guess the rationale is that Nathan wants those $1 TVs. So he would sue Best Buy saying that they have to honor the price matching policy because from maybe from his research, it fit within those parameters of being a local competitor within 25 miles. And they would make their argument and even if they have more high-priced lawyers and they want to come after Alan for defamation or whatever, that they could say, well, our client is clinically insane and he can't be <laughs> held accountable oh, okay. for his actions. Whether any of this would stand up in court, I have no idea, but yeah, no, so hilarious. They, they would throw the case immediately because of Best Buy has the right to for their discretion of what they will price match. Yeah. Which is unfair, but... No, and, and the same, kind of a similar thing online as we found out that time. They have the right to cancel any order anytime. Oh, 
yeah. for any reason when uh, that was it kind of went viral on the internet. What was it? A two hundred dollar gift card was accidentally being sold for fifteen dollars. Yes, yes, on their website. And you and I and uh, another friend of mine just uh, we were buying tons of them. We put in an order and. I remember I I bought, I'm like, well, I'll buy two and see what happens. And I talked to my friend and he was like, yeah, I bought 10. <laughs> and you bought a couple too, right? Yeah, I bought three, um, thinking it would be a, enough for um, a PlayStation 4. <laughs> <laughs> see, we weren't greedy. No, yeah, I wasn't going to monopolize. But surely enough, there's an email saying that our order was canceled. Wasn't there a guy who bought like a crazy amount and then flew to... The the shipping place to get the gift cards or something? Supposedly, yes, that there was a guy that figured for what he was going to receive in gift cards, it was well worth it to book a plane ticket to make sure he secured them before the shipment was canceled. But uh, he was not able to accomplish this from what I heard. And, of course, all of those orders were, were canceled and we got this just stupid email you think they could throw us a coupon or something sorry that was our mistake here's something for your trouble but no we got this email that said hey everyone makes mistakes and this time we did yeah lame (laughs) so back to the episode in voiceover once again nathan tells us that he's happy that he has now protected alan from prosecution and now that alan is safe You know, he can rest easy, and he's comfortable moving on to the next phase of the plan. And so Nathan decides that before suing Best Buy, he should get legal advice. And this is a man that he's gone to before in previous episodes. This is a retired judge. And uh, the judge tells Nathan that if he decides to sue Best Buy, based on just the information that he gave him, he's going to have this huge battle ahead of him. But there's one piece of evidence that may turn the tide in Alan and Nathan's favor. The judge goes on to tell Nathan that if he had an insider from Best Buy, that could testify that Best Buy does not adhere to their price match policy across the board, that would very much help their case. So Nathan knows now that, you know, finding a whistleblower that will reveal corporate secrets about Best Buy on camera will not be easy. And so he decides to uh, come up with this plan, which this is like another crazy turn in the episode. <laughs> yeah, was not expecting this. He hides his real intentions by setting up a Craigslist ad, Craigslist once again, for a reality dating show about retail employees called Retail Dating. <laughs> which the premise is, this is going to be a, a reality dating show where people that work at retail stores will go on blind dates. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was funny how when he was getting ready, there was a hair stylist just putting a like a glob of gel in his hair, slicking it back. Yes. And I was like, that's a great stereotype. <laughs> <laughs> so a few days later now, Nathan's getting these videos. People are, are submitting their applications to be on the show. And he receives this video from a 24-year-old Best Buy employee named L. And so Nathan's plan now is to pose as another retail employee who has chosen to be her date. And because she revealed in her application that she likes alternative music, Nathan pretends that he's the manager of a local Hot Topic, a man named Nathan. <laughs> and as, Very creative. Yes. And, and as Lily was saying, his hair is now slicked back and he's wearing all black. His shirt has like safety pins all down the collar in the front (laughs) and he's got this like fake lip piercing which is hilarious 
Yeah. <laughs> so Nathan meets Elle at a park for this staged picnic for the fake reality dating show. And they sit down and just great awkward moments here. To, to break the ice, Nathan shows her this disappearing coin trick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> apparently, uh, this is just a bit of trivia about Nathan himself. He has always been fascinated with magic and has honed his skill since he was 13 years old. He uh, even did children's birthday parties. Oh, wow. So little bit of himself in the episode there in his character playing a character i see yeah as nathan as nathan <laughs> yeah that's funny yeah because he did the coin trick pretty well yeah i was ready for him to screw it up and have it be an awkward moment i was waiting for that but no it was cool yeah he pulled it off but we were impressed but not l i'm pretty sure i've seen that before <laughs> So once he did that, now he could move on to his real, you know, his real intentions here. Talking about retail, telling her that one cool thing about Hot Topic is, you know, their price matching policy. That sometimes someone will come in with a legitimate price match, and if he doesn't feel like it, he'll tell them no. <laughs> and then he asks Elle if she had ever seen that, and she says yes, she's definitely seen that happen at Best Buy. And I love, like, the footage kind of slows down, and in voiceover, Nathan's like... And there it was, the smoking gun. <laughs> <laughs> and she's not wrong, because I have also seen people denied a price match if they're a difficult customer. Really? It's all allegedly. Oh, yeah, allegedly. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, like you said, it's up to their discretion. Uh, and yeah. what actually dictates that discretion might be uh, personal reasons. Yeah, like uh, motivation to get a larger sale. And to increase your revenue per hour. I see. Yep. Hmm. So now at this point, Nathan has what he thinks is, you know, everything he needs. But he does not want to be rude and, and leave the fake date. So he decides to stay for the salsa lesson that he arranged for the two of them to have. It's like, reminds me of like the bachelor or the bachelorette. This kind of like stupid thing where. Oh, yeah. Like impromptu salsa dancing in a park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this instructor shows up and. Brings a boombox and the, teaches the two of them how to salsa dance. And, you know, Nathan's trying. Elle doesn't seem to be having too much fun. They're, they're kind of getting into it. At least yeah, Nathan she, is anyway. <laughs> she had a smile on a couple times. I don't know because of the ridiculousness of it all or... Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> well, now the lesson is over and they say their goodbyes with a, a cold handshake. And we cut to commercial again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Like a business deal. Exactly. So when we return, we see Nathan now dragging a dummy into a courtroom. And we see that he's dressing up dummies as a judge and jury in a courtroom that he rented so that his team of buyers can face a trial situation and practice their testimony. And Nathan begins to grill his buyers on the stand, pretending to be Best Buy's lawyers, including one lady that he coaxes into lying and then confronts her with footage he recorded for the show <laughs> proving her testimony false. And <laughs> she's just, like, completely confused. <laughs> oh, my God. These poor people. Uh, he was like, what, what did he ask that one lady? Something like, now, were you buying these for somebody else? And she said, and she was about to say yes, and then Nathan's kind of shaking his head no or something, and she's like, <laughs> yeah. No. And then he's like, oh, really? And then he shows her footage, you know, where Nathan's telling her, now you can't keep these TVs. 
<laughs> and she's also like completely bewildered. And, and there's and there's a couple of other buyers that he has, uh, you know, like he'll show a picture of himself on his phone to one lady and he's like, do you know this person? <laughs> and she doesn't know like whether to answer yes or no. And it's, it's whatever she answers, you know, is going to be wrong. It's just so funny. So Nathan just dismisses them. He paces around the courtroom after they leave and he's worried that the trial is not going to go so well now. <laughs> so to complicate matters even further, when Nathan showed the retired judge the footage of L saying on camera that Best Buy did not always adhere to their price matching policy, he told her that, you know, this is completely inadmissible. That she has to testify in court because, you know, she has to be cross-examined. It has to be fairly done. Mm-hmm. So Nathan realizes that he would have to get L to testify in court. The statements that she said to him, you know, just kind of off the cuff on this fake dating show. That's the only way this stuff will be admissible. So he he tries to meet L again. So he dresses up once again as the Hot Topic manager, Nathan, and uh, arranges for her to meet him at the park and asks her if she'd be willing to testify in court. And she was not interested in the least. It, no. She's like saying it was really weird to ask somebody on a date and then suggest like, hey, you want to sue Best Buy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she didn't seem to be that taken by uh, Nathan. No. During their date, so it makes it... <laughs> I'm surprised she even agreed to meet him again. I know. <laughs> Maybe he enticed her with another magic trick. The <laughs> promise of a magic trick. Yes. So now as Elle walks away from Nathan yet again, we cut to black. And when we return, Nathan admits that his case against Best Buy has now taken a huge blow. And he's pacing around the park in his goth gear. And uh, he's saying that he can't get Elle's words out of his head. Where she says, you know, for all I know, you're crazy. So Nathan goes back to his office to contemplate everything. And he starts to feel bad that Elle met him at the park to share a genuine moment with another person. But instead, it was all a ruse to get information from her. In what Nathan describes as a classic bait and switch. (laughs) Which are the same uh, words he used to describe Best Buy's... Uh, non-adherence to their price. Oh, yes, yes. And that'll that'll tie into the next thing that he says because he realizes that he became no better than the corporation he was trying to defeat. That in his efforts to take down Best Buy, he became the worst guy. (laughs) (laughs) Wah, wah, wah. (laughs) And they they even like morph a Best Buy logo into saying worst guy. Just just so, in case you weren't clear on what he meant. So Nathan says that he could try to get testimony from another Best Buy employee that also applied for his dating show, but he just would not want to break the heart of another angel who was just searching for a real connection. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know if necessarily she's searching for a real connection if she's applying to be on a dating show. Right. Well, yeah, who knows? Sometimes people do this for publicity. I just love how uh, Nathan begins to just be so... Like, not depressed, but, um... It's, uh, I know exactly what you mean. It's, like, reflective or something. Yes. Yes, he starts to really just feel bad about the whole thing. And and as he's saying this, we see him watching the video of another applicant. And this is uh, a lady, as we'll see later, named Kathy. And she reveals in her video testimonial that, you know, it's been a while since she was on a date. 
So Nathan finally decides, yes, he's going to drop his case against Best Buy. He goes on to say that when you define yourself by your successes, failure can leave you feeling empty inside. But, but now, while he was sitting there reviewing footage for the show, Nathan says that he stumbled upon footage of him having a conversation with Alan in which Alan tells Nathan that his mother says he should find someone and get married. But that's not even close to happening because he's just concentrating on his job. <laughs> and now Nathan says, you know, Alan may say that he wanted those TVs at a discounted price, but it wasn't what he needed. Which I love now, it, it all turned into like, this is all Alan's idea. This is like, he wanted these TVs so bad, and it's just Nathan trying to help him get them. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, it just, just these turns are, are so, uh, you know, so often found in these episodes. I love it. I, <laughs> I was not expecting it. <laughs> so... Nathan returns to Spears TV the next day to talk to Alan. And Nathan breaks it to him. He could not get Alan the TVs he promised. And, you know, as expected, Alan seems pretty okay with this. He's just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Nathan breaks it to him like it's going to be this huge letdown. But Nathan tells Alan he wants to introduce him to someone. So he leaves the store and he re-enters the store with a lady named Kathy. This is the lady that also worked at Best Buy that also submitted her video to Nathan's fake reality dating show. <laughs> Nathan introduces the two of them and he just kind of leaves the two of them there to talk. And we see them having a, a lighthearted discussion. They seem to be getting along quite well. And Nathan drives away and in voiceover he says that he's fine being alone. Because it will give him more time to focus on his work. <laughs> Which is exactly Alan's reason for not being married. Yes. <laughs> and so uh, we cut back to Alan talking to Kathy at the store. And they seem to really genuinely be getting along. Of course, they're not really talking about much other than like retail. Yeah. And she hasn't worked at Best Buy since high school, she said. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know where the basis for this whole <laughs> thing is. But yeah, they do seem to genuinely have a connection. She gave him his number and he smiled as she left the store. And I love the last shot of the show is just on his face. And he's like, he's got this huge smile that he can't wipe off his face. Yeah, it's sweet. I didn't expect it to be sweet. No. I wonder if they'll ever go back and see, you know, what what exactly happened, <laughs> if the two of them actually hit it off or not. I wonder if it's on the internet somewhere. It's got to be. Maybe. So now the episode ends. We cut to the, the logo for Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, in case you, you're not familiar, Absolutely, that's like, I think that's Tim Heidecker and Eric Wareheim's production company, if you're familiar with Tim and Eric at all. I am. And uh, they also did Tom Goes to the Mayor, which I also believe was produced by Absolutely. And now they, they work on, uh, I think, Comedy Bang Bang, the TV show, and, and a couple of other shows. That The man in the video saying Absolutely with the pink hat, and I believe the date is like sometime in 1993, that's Tim Heidecker's dad in a vacation yeah. video or something. It totally works, though. It's very funny. It's awesome, yeah. And then we also get the uh, the logo for Blowout, which I assume is, you know, something to do with Nathan Fielder as we get a silhouette of his face in the logo. Yes. Now, did you keep watching to the post-show sequence? Oh, I didn't. Okay, that's why I was wondering if you did or not. Uh, we get a little more footage. They do this in the, in the show uh, sometimes, is you get more footage. Uh, sometimes these Comedy Central shows will just kind of recycle a clip 
to play with the credits, but Nathan For You gives you a little more. So we cut back to that date that they are having, <laughs> Elle and Nathan. <laughs> and Nathan's telling Elle about, oh yeah, it's so great. We get a, a great employee discount at Hot Topic. And she said, oh, how much? He's like, 40%. And she, oh, she's like, whoa. And he's like, yeah, what, what is it at Best Buy? And she's like, uh, I think it's 40%. And that's where it cuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, Lily, what was, the, uh, what was the employee discount at Best Buy for you? So, at our store, we paid what it costs the store to get the item plus like 5%. So, it, it varied on the item. Uh, plus an additional so, 5% off? Uh, on. on. Okay. So, they're still making a little bit of money. Yeah. So if it was something like a video game, they pretty much get video games for what they sell them for. It's just to bring people into the store. But if it was an Insignia or Dynex product, which Best Buy owns, mm-hmm. you get it for like two bucks. It's crazy. Oh, wow. Can you reapply so I can visit you at the store? Um, I will <laughs> never go back <laughs> a day in my life. I don't even want to go back to shop there, let alone work there. <laughs> the, the whole time, because how long were you employed there? Uh, I was employed at Best Buy probably for three or four months. Okay. During that time, Sean and I always joked about like just going in all the time and getting, uh, buying things through you for your employee discount. Unfortunately, we never did. <laughs> I don't know. You could have. You're not allowed to technically, but I mean. No, no, I know. We wouldn't have. We don't want you to get fired. <laughs> fired from a job I don't have anymore. <laughs> uh, so, Lily. What did you think of Nathan for you now visiting it for this podcast? It was amazing. I definitely am going to have to finish up all the episodes before I go back to school. It was it was just hysterical, amazing, uncomfortable comedy <laughs> and brilliant get rich quick schemes. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I just love this show. Uh, I was on board from day one. It's just uh, that first episode that you're talking about with the poo-flavored yogurt and the tiny pizzas. And (laughs) he does another, a third segment in that pilot about uh, like some sort of interview process where he compares his own interview process with a turtle. Yes. Yeah. It's just uh, so odd that uh, it's beyond description. It just needs to be watched. But uh, there's so many great episodes. And I just love the fact that Comedy Central has kind of taken the channel in a new, better direction. We see so many great new shows on that channel, uh, like Review, as we talked about in a previous episode with Hamish. So many funny episodes of that show as well. I just love the fact that, you know, there's no laugh track. It's not shot like a sitcom. It's not like any comedy you've ever seen. It's straightforward. If you took everything at face value, it would straight up be like a documentary reality series. But there's no missing the humor that Nathan Fielder injects into this, and he does it so well. Whether he's playing the character of Nathan Fielder or not, he is just uh, brilliant in this show. And I'm so glad that they took the time, because the ratings kind of dipped a little bit uh, after the first few episodes, but I'm glad they gave it the time to build. And, you know, I see it on Twitter quite a bit as, you know, word of mouth spreads, and I'm glad they gave it the time that it needs. And it's, you know, getting more and more seasons because it's just, uh, it's so great. And it's like every season now you kind of wait to see what will they do next. And, and every time you hear something crazy in the news, now you kind of have to think, well, is this even real or is this just Nathan Fielder again? <laughs> yeah, this is just Nathan Fielder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so, uh, you know, just uh, 
the from dumb Starbucks to that hero pig to the movement, which that's a great episode from this most recent season. You got to check out that episode. Uh, you never know what's going to be real or what's going to be Nathan for you striking again. <laughs> There's people that Nathan has in some of these episodes that gave him so much funny stuff that he'll go back to them. There, there's a private investigator that kind of makes fun of Nathan. He'll bully him and everything. And Nathan keeps going back to him for different episodes. There was a security guard as well. Uh, it's just, it's so funny that there's these uh, connections through some of the episodes. But so funny. And uh, those genuine moments that he gets out of nowhere. Uh, like you said, when it kind of breaks their um, projected script, maybe. Or like where they think a normal person would go with it. It's hilarious to see those times in which Nathan kind of is genuinely surprised by what the person says. And uh, those moments are so great. And they happen quite a bit in the series. Yeah. Do you remember in the pilot when the pizza boy starts breaking into song? Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, I want to be a singer. <laughs> he just starts singing the, the national anthem. And he's like, yeah, I made it my own. <laughs> Uh. Oh, you you really do have to see that whoever's listening it's it's so worth your time yeah and unfortunately like i have netflix it's not there but it's great that it is on hulu plus so uh it, it would definitely be worth redeeming that free week trial that they have for new subscribers just yeah, to just sure. to binge watch all of these seasons all right well that'll pretty much do it for this episode of hitting play as always, you can email us with your comments, suggestions, your own retail experiences, whatever you got for us at hittingplayshow at gmail.com, or you can talk to us on Twitter at hittingplay. Lily, do you have anything you want to plug? Um, I'll just go ahead and plug my Twitter account, which is lilypushin22. Um, that would be my handle. And coming soon, that will be on Twitter, will be a website featuring my game design work that I've been doing in school. Um, hopefully within the next couple of weeks. Oh, wow. So you're going to tweet the link to it, or will it have its own Twitter account? It, I'll tweet the link. Okay. I'll, yeah. Very cool. Look forward to seeing that. Why, thank you. I am on Twitter as well. There, my name is at MC and Friends. You can follow me there. I am also on Vine. There, my name is also MC and Friends, and there I do flip page animations, little humorous cartoons. You can follow me there. If you listen to us on iTunes, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review. It helps us out, and if you do, you will get a shout-out on the show, and we try to be very creative with those. For Android users, we are now available to stream and or download on Stitcher, and we can be found on TuneIn Radio, and coming soon to Google Play, so look for us there. Well, Lily, it was nice having you back after all this time. Yeah, it's certainly nice to be back. And hopefully we'll, we'll have you on a little more. Yes. Well, we have been Lily and Scott, and this has been Hitting Play. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you find that one thing you're missing, like love or Kathy. <laughs> or Dollar TV. <laughs> or Dollar TV. <laughs>